The great evil has been destroyed. An uneasy peace is throughout the land. But as the world moves forward, what evils await to rise and take its place? Find out in RPG Squad's Demon Hat. But welcome everybody back to RPG Squad new D&D campaign. Uh, it's been a while. There is a familiar, really familiar voice of Dakota. Okay, don't say hello. hello. Whatever the fuck. <laughs> you want to be that douche? I, I'm sorry. I didn't hear you. I just got deafened uh, by Plus Ultra. A semi-familiar one of uh, Drew, if you guys have seen that old-ass video. Very old ass video. And then a new friend, Luke. Oh, Hello. Glad to make your acquaintance. Hi. And uh, yeah, we're starting a new campaign today. And it's, like you said, it's been a bit since I've actually run a game on here. And uh, I actually have a map for you guys to see real quick. But people oh, uh, watching this later, this will probably just be the thumbnail of the map. Uh, this is going to be mostly an audio based one. Ooh. So when it gets uploaded to YouTube, it'll just be like the audio with the picture, so you can sit down, listen. Fantastic. But uh, let, let's start off the game, shall we? And uh, let's let's start with new friend here, Luke, who... And uh, we're, we'll start in the kingdom of Uthor. It's the capital of technology in this ever-evolving world. Technology is catching up as people realize that, oh, magic is very segregated to those who are lucky enough or those who sell them their souls, etc., etc. And uh, there's a few that start to understand how me mechanisms work and maybe even how magic can work into that. In a town outside of one of the major cities, there's it's a tavern. And in the tavern is a familiar sight of someone tinkering with one. Here we have a have an elf who seems to be messing with what some would assume is just a weird-looking gauntlet. But to him, it's something a little bit more precious. And uh, if you'd like to introduce Sarek. All right, uh, I'm playing Sarek Oakenshield. Uh, he's a high elven artificer. Uh, he's currently uh, trying to work out a um, slight bug with his uh, right hand. He lost it a fair few years ago, and um, but thanks to his uh, studies and advances in mechanical and magical technology, he's built himself an entirely prosthetic one that uh, runs on magic. Uh, it's not a perfect design, and it has its issues, uh, and that's what he's currently trying to get rid of. He's uh, dressed in sort of a huge, long... Uh, brown robe uh, but it's got lots and lots of different pockets some of them seem like they were uh, in the original design but you can see lots have been added post afterwards some of them have been carefully woven in others look like they were um the equivalent of magically duct taped on in a last minute situation uh, some of them have things in them clearly various bulges and rattles when he moves slightly uh, others seem empty uh, but he's incredibly focused on getting his hand work holding a few tools in his mouth and uh is hoping that this latest model won't explode okay as he's tinkering along there um suddenly he you know he's in the middle of a tavern it's kind of 
busy. It's midday, you know, it's it's a nice place, but again, it's not the hugest of towns. You hear some heavy footsteps start coming towards you. And all of a sudden, the hand is grabbed by a fairly large man who's just looking at it. You know this as a assistant to one of the people you've been working with lately to earn some money. <laughs> Messing with this again? Oh, yeah, I mean, it's just, I barely ever use it, so I know it seems useless, but thought I might try and tweak it a little. Uh, look, why don't we just get you a Warforged hand and we can easily put it on there? <sighs> because that's the obvious solution. Besides, my personal designs will outclass Warforged in a manner of years. You just have to be a little patient. The, the uh, large human sits here and looks a little annoyed. Anyways, the professor would like to see you. He like he wants to see me in a. I need to see him right away. Or does he need to see me in a? Oh, send him in when you can, kind of way. Yeah, more of a send him in when you can. It's. He's got some experiment that he wants you to test out eventually, but I think he's still tweaking it. An experiment? Lead with that next time. Go on, I'll snatch my hand away and um, head off in the direction I need to go. Okay. As you are running towards it, uh, I, I'm i going to do this, so inspiration will be added at random. Do you come up with a name and description, if you want to, for the professor... And, you know, if it's good enough, you'll get a point of inspiration. If not, that's okay. I'm imagining the uh, professor's probably been at this a while. Uh, so he's uh, probably a pretty uh, pretty old. Uh, I'm assuming that by the sound of it, he does a lot of experiments. So he probably has the um, marks of a few failed experiments on his body. But... Um... Uh, after all of those times um, working at it, you've probably got some wisdom behind those eyes, uh, which I'm imagining to be blue for some reason. Okay. Um, he's uh, probably um, halfling man, old man, with uh, lots of scars and stuff, but uh, large, kind blue eyes uh, reflecting his intelligence and experience. Okay. Uh, yeah, you'll get a point of inspiration for that. And uh, his name is Farher. Oh, Professor Farher. He, uh... Oh, shit. Damn it, right. I can't hit that button. Uh, he, he is a halfling who... Yeah, he's got some decent scarring. Um... You can tell where he's tried to also fix it himself, but it hasn't worked out greatly in the past. But uh, as you rush towards the town, some people sit there and they recognize you. They hello as you pass by. Uh, but eventually you get to the outskirts of the town. and the outskirts, there's this really nice medium-sized house that has just chunks that are newer than the rest of the house. As if some explosion happened and somebody just hastily repaired it. As you walk in, you see him tinkering 
with what looks to be a large orb and a few handles on either side. I'm uh, probably just sort of re-screwing my hand back in, uh, making sure that's all aligned. Uh, yeah, Professor, you said you had a new experiment. Ah, my boy, Sadik, how are you? <laughs> I'm fine, yes. I'm fine. Get to the experiment if you wouldn't mind. <laughs> oh, well, right to the point. That's why I like you. Anyways, so here it is. The Incapacinator, as I like to call it. It's a name in process, but you know, it's, it's something I'm working on. The idea is to help control a population of various wild beasts. It's supposed to send out a large field of electric voltage and help, you know, incapacitate and capture them. Makes it easier, you know? Hmm, interesting. Uh, how have you managed to get it to target only beasts and not whoever is holding it? Uh, well, well, see, that's the issue. That's the reason why I'm working on this right now, and I, I need your help. I need quickly. I'm trying to put a timer on it. The idea is you set it up, you put some bait, set a timer, and then uh, run. I can see that working. Uh, sure, I think I've got some spare parts that could probably make a timer. Uh, one second, I'll rummage around in my various pockets, pulling out. Uh, like slightly glowing crystals, um, what well, something rather soft, gooey, and probably not alive, but could be. And um, uh, not only on top of your bag of uh, random junk, there is a lot of just spare parts around. Uh, to the point, if you want to make a roll with your tinkerer's tools, uh, intelligence or dex based. Uh, intelligence. We'll go with intelligence. Nine. All right. Uh, you're able to cobble together a basic timer. It's nothing fancy. It, it's essentially you wind it up versus setting a thing. And he sits there, looks at it. Ah, oh, well, huh. I get that will work. First, first editions always need restructuring, right? Don't they always? Well, lad, let's see. All right. So... As you start reaching in slowly. You know, I'd ask you to do this, but I'm afraid, uh, remember last time. The fire didn't last long. No, but then your other invention decided to kind of step in and make it worse. That was what it was supposed to do. How was I supposed to know that fire extinguishing, um, liquid and oil look exactly the same. That is not my fault. He kind of just gives you a stern look while still reaching in and fiddling around. Okay. You, you hear a large ch uh, chink of metal as he finally connects it all together. All right, I think I've got it. So, second part of this, I need you to carry this, because I am not going to be the one to carry this, out to the old warehouse on the other side of town. Okay. Uh, how heavy does it look? It's about 20-ish pounds. Okay. 
I could probably lift that without needing a cart or something. Yeah. I'll, uh... Uh, if you do want to do a perception check real quick, you can to see if there's anything to help you around. Sure. Ooh, wow, yeah. You notice uh, there is actually several small, like, dollies and stuff that you can easily use to carry this thing quicker. I'll put it on one of those for efficiency. All right. As you pick it up and move it around, it sloshes a little bit. It's kind of... Sounds like there's a lot more stuff in here than you expected. But the professor... So what do you he... want the results by? <laughs> ah, well, well, I'm coming with you. We're going there right now to test it. I have a client who would like to see it. Ooh, excellent. Someone yes. else who's interested in the advancement of science. Let's get right on that. <laughs> I'll start heading off in where I think the warehouse is. You know exactly where the warehouse is. You've been here multiple times. It is a huge empty building that you often use to test the more uh, dangerous or messy experiments just because the professor has kind of grown accustomed to having a house. Show you the character, I say. <laughs> Um, it takes you about five minutes, and you get through there. As you start coming down with the professor, you notice that some of the shopkeeps that were happy to see you start to suddenly walk in and close their uh, doors just because, no, professor, we know him. We know what he does. All right, let's get this thing testing. You uh, go into... I can survive this. <laughs> yeah. Nothing ever bad happens at level one. Uh, so you go into into the warehouse. It It's big, it's empty, it's got a few crates, but you know they're mostly there just as either sitting area or minor storage of spare parts. Um, and you walk in, you notice there is about six men there, five of them armed, one of them in a very nice outfit. Uh, six men? Uh, what are the, if one of them's very nice looking, what do the others look like? The others are in, uh, leather armor. One of them, he seems a little bit bigger, he has spikes on his, but most of them are just in basic leather armor. They have, uh, short swords and a shield by their sides. Any recognizable crest symbols, anything like that? Uh, no. Surprisingly enough. There's... They look like the level of a royal guard, but they don't have anything like that. But you do know that in Uthor, there's a lot of people with money who come in that are not tied to nobility. That like to act like nobility. Well, if his money pushes forward our research, then who am I to question him? Exactly the same thought the professor has. So, he starts walking up. My dear Lord, thank you for being here. I'm so thankful to see you, Professor. And they go to start talking about it. The professor tells you, uh, put it on the X. I'm going to drag it over to the X, and uh, as I am, I'm going to see if I can get a closer look, try and work out what exactly, how exactly this thing works. All right, let's see. What knowledge? Uh, do an investigation for me. Hey. Oh. You know that it is basically using some of the 
uh, from Sloshine and such. You heard liquid version of the components for a um, lightning spell. And it seems to also have some meshing around it to help dilute that into a wider area. So instead of it being a straight bolt, it's spreading it out throughout the whole area. All right, I'm going to put it down and then make a quick note in one of my notebooks of uh, turning the uh, ingredients of spells into liquids may affect effectiveness and a portability. And as he... He's in there, you see the professor walk over and ask you, My boy, I'm sorry to do this, but can you please stand right here? You, we need to see how far the effects can reach. Very well. For science. And I'll stand where he gestures. Okay. Um, about this time, you see him start fiddling with the device. And... Uh, you notice it looks like some of the men are positioned in similar areas. But one of them, like the bigger one, he's, he's not, you don't see him around right now. Oh, where's he gone? Uh, quick perception check again. Oh, boy. Oh, it's a little too dark for you to see with a six. Ah, when his dark vision never helped. It was not even that. It's just like it's dusty. There's a lot of crap. I, I forgot you had dark vision. So <laughs> I forgot everyone but humans get dark vision in 5e. And right about the time you see the professor, well, the testing will be commencing soon. And he looks over at you and kind of has a somber look as he looks at you. Oh, um, can I insight him? Uh, go ahead. There. Sarek is great at insight. Look at that. It just seems kind of awkward. The five kind of tells you it's... it's huh. Maybe he had a bad day. Maybe. And as you're in mid-thought, a cage drops around you. Professor, is this part of the test? At which point you see the uh, bigger, bigger guy in spiked armor. Who's a half-orc come, come up? Oh, no, this is part of the payment, boy. Part of the... I'm looking around. I don't know what's going on. Uh, you, you take a closer look. Do another invest... Or uh, do a wisdom check for me. Oi. <laughs> Roll 20 is being a real bitch today. No. <laughs> You are so not allowed to understand. You are not allowed to understand how people feel. Just the side. <laughs> as you sit there and you're like, you don't understand. The professor walks up as the timers. You hear the timer ticking down. Boy, you know how we've been struggling for money. Yeah. Uh, well, they offered to... Uh, these men offered some decent money for not only this device, but for one of my assistants. Just out of interest, how much am I worth? Uh... <laughs> You're worth 84 gold. 
84 gold? I could get twice that for my arm on a good black market. What? And Sarek is just going to start ranting about how upset he is that he has worked so little. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, uh, all of a sudden you just see like uh, the guy, the uh, tall guy, just like, like, oh, your arm's worth money, huh? Fuck yourself, there, dude. He starts to reach in. You can do uh, an attack, a spell, if you want to. Um, I'll fire up shocking grasp on my um, fake hand and uh, <laughs> uh, grasp him on the arm. Okay. I'll do your attack. Oh, 20. Yeah, that hits. Yeah, damn. You, as he reaches in to try and grab the arm, he does grab onto it real quick, but you just reach and uh, grab his wrist. All of a sudden, the mechanics inside it start whirring up and just... Pfft, you shock him, at which point it's enough to hurt him and he just... Oh, what the... Yeah, that would be worth a lot of money, boss. 84 gold. Oh, I cannot believe this. Hmm. For the arm extra, here you go. And he hands him another bag of money. Smaller, a small bag of money. That better be at least 200 in there. <laughs> you see the professor count? 125. This is unbelievable. <laughs> Which point, the, fold my arms and look very unpleased with the situation. <laughs> As you hear the ticking down, you see the professor and the nobleman walk out of the uh, determined range. Uh, the rest of the guards kind of start walking back too. Uh, and you have one last chance to do something right before uh, the little right. shock goes off. If they're, uh, if they've gone. So if they're walking away, I'm going to pull my tinker's tools out of my pocket. Oh, sorry, not my tinker's tools, my thieves' tools out of my pocket, place them in my artificial hand, and then with a quick tug, pull that hand off and push it through the bars of the cage and get it to work on the uh, lock, which is a very long way of saying I give Mage Hand my thieves' tools and <laughs> try and get it to open the cage. It starts to do that, and right about the time you hear a click, that is when a the burst of blue energy comes through, knocking you out. Yeah, that seems about right. Okay, well, I'm out. Oh, okay. you're about to try to swallow your hand. Yeah, I thought that too. <laughs> like, um... Yeah, I was wondering where you're going with that too, but okay. <laughs> So, yeah, this is, it's a very Luke move, is to be <laughs> I don't like the kind of reputation you're giving me. No matter Still how good. accurate it may be. It, <laughs> we, we pull away from this scene into the land of Kos. It's, it's a developing land, but it's not as, you know, scientifically or magically driven. It's more of a people land. It's farmers, workers, it sees travelers coming through, trade merchants. And in one of the larger cities, they're having a little fair going on where people have set up stalls everywhere, telling their wares and 
making trinkets to give out, some even just putting on performances. We focus in on one, it's kind of cobbled together of a uh, stand. And you see a dwarf there with various wares uh, in front of him. And, uh, Rue, would you be so kind? Oh, dang, okay. Um, so my character's name is Radic. Or... You kind of clapped out there. Oh, yeah, my Wi-Fi is just shit today. Um, <laughs> so my character, he, he's a gay dwarf, and he <laughs> used to build airships. It's important that you know he's gay, because it's important part of his character. Um, and he used to build airships, and then s stuff broke bad, and then now he just sort of like makes trinkets, like he makes like um, toys for kids, or like uh, like those like symbol monkey type things, like stuff that doesn't really have a use, but it's just sort of like decorative or for fun, um, okay. and he sort of combines like blacksmithing stuff with like a little bit of magic but not his own he doesn't really have magic of his own he sort of like asks um magicians and things to like f like make things magic for him because he has no idea he just sort of he knows how to work with like machinery as opposed to um anything more mystical okay so the way you sound said gay dwarf made it sound like gay was his character class. Um, I mean, if it could be. Okay. Yeah, he, he, um, think of, um, we had a chat about it. Think of the scene in Lord of the Rings where Gimli is on the horse with Orlando Bloom. That that scene, that's basically his his whole gig. Beautiful. Thank you. Beautiful. Chaotic you. gay. Chaotic gaze is pretty <laughs> accurate. So, as he's sitting there, he's, he's sold a couple of things. He's got some looky-loos coming through. Um, about the time he's... It's midday. It's getting a little bit warmer. But it's, it's still a nice day out. All of a sudden, a very, very tall, gaunt... Uh, elf appears in front, starting to look at his wares. Gay panic. <laughs> Did you make these? Um. Yes, I, I, I did. I did. I, I, I did make these. Yes. Craftsmanship is remarkable. Th thank you. What does this one do? And he points to uh, one that's a little, one of your little contraptions. Um, it, it's, uh, you, you just bop it on the, and he, like, demonstrates, and he, like, bops it on the head, and it's like those, like, dog toys you get where they do a backflip, and that's basically all that it, all that it does. Oh, that is wonderful, isn't it? Uh, yes, uh, it, it's designed to be a, a children's plaything. Wait, 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 as he kind of turns around, Korta! Quarter, my dear boy, come here. You see what looks to be uh, another elf. Long, dark hair. He's... He looks teenage. 
<laughs> just <laughs> yes, father. And he starts showing him the toys, and he's like, "That is remarkable." And the the son looks at you. Can you tell me how you made this? Um, you well, you start with um a a a um a, a block of of wood, and you um and he just like just stutters and like to a point where it's like he's not saying words anymore he's just making noises and gesturing and and yeah this is relatable this is, this is gay panic at its finest beautiful this is just panic in general for oh yeah like it's a character trait he it's like no a no i just mean like the in general talk to, oh you're talk very to hot yeah yeah, uh, he, he can't do conversation with elves very well. The rest of the time, he's pretty chill, but when it comes to elves, he's kind of like, um... Uh, the, 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 the boy kind of comes around. Like, can, can you... How much would it take for you to teach me? I, I don't... I, I don't... I don't teach people anymore. I'm, oh. I'm sorry. I, I, it, I don't. It, I, I cannot... Oh, oh, sorry. Thank. I just thought, thought I'd ask. Uh, thank you. How much is this item? And he holds oh, up shit. a little dog toy. Um, <laughs> I have no fucking idea what currency is like in this world. Um, this one would be like about five, six silver normally. It it didn't cost you a lot, and you were you're gonna make more money off it than you lost making it with any even the enchantments from wizards. Right, okay. Um uh normally six silver, but but you can you can have it for for four? No, 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 no. I insist. I insist. I I I I love supporting the arts. Arts and everything and you seem like such a nice man. And he pulls out and hands you two gold for it. Oh fuck. Dang. Um, he kind of like st very abruptly stands up from where he was was sitting and knocks his chair backwards and sort of like half bows at him like thank thank you kind of like I don't know how I'm supposed to react in a situation like this kind of thing <laughs> the uh, boy just kind of looks like oh it's it's nothing and wanders off the father yes he's been very interested in in building well I'm I'm sorry, uh, it, it, you don't teach anymore. But if you would like to, we have a small inn. If you ever feel for food, you will get. A, we'll graciously offer you anything. My son Thanks. seems to seems to like talking to you, and he's a very shy boy. So, whenever he opens up, I'm glad to see it. He seems like a a, a fine, fine young young man. And he so, just goes like bright. So how blushy is uh Oh yeah, Reddit. like this is like glowing tomato red right now. He he hands you a little uh wooden board, it's been pre-cut, it's got this very nice uh insignia of like a unicorn on it. Oh. And you recognize this as one of the larger inns in the city. Oh dang. If you show that to them at the front, they'll gladly show you to the to the back area with just special VIPs. Thank you. That's that's very very kind of you. And he just want he just 
He looks like he floats off, more or less. That's how <laughs> elegant he is. That's how he's going to see it. <laughs> As he floats off, you uh, spend the rest of the day. You, you kind of calm down. You, you start getting the slight adrenaline rush in the drain. And you feel good. You got a compliment from two very attractive men, <laughs> male dwarves, or elves. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. It starts... It starts getting quieter. The day starts, you know, winding down. People are packing up their stalls. Uh, roll me two d20s real quick. Uh, oh, shit. It's been a while. Flash R space 2d20. 2d20 or d10? Uh, d20s. Up in the top left corner, there's a little dice roller thingy. Okay. Uh, you, you were working on a few items throughout the day. And you sold one of your bigger, more expensive items and made uh, about the 17 gold extra on top of the two gold he gave you already. So that's a 19 in total? Yep, 19 extra gold. And uh, it's, as you're packing up, it's it's actually a successful day. This, if you wanted to, you could take like two weeks off and easily enjoy just either making something or not having to hustle. This oh, town wow. is fairly on the poorer side, so making gold is an amazing thing. Uh, cool. As you're packing up, though, you just hear from behind you, Rydeck, is that you? I, I spin around to see who it is. You spin around, and you see a, another dwarf who he has half a metal mask on. He, his beard is split in two, one part of it's singed, but you can see from the mask area there's a burn mark on his skin. If you, for inspiration point, you can tell me the potentially name of this guy, or at least your relations to him. Um, oh, I don't know what name it would be, but I feel like, um, you know, I told you my backstory, right? The whole thing. With yeah, the yeah, you told me. Yeah. You told me. I feel like he would be one of the people he was super close with during like the commission process of that mm. and then the probably the burn mark and everything all of that would have come from something that broke bad as part of that um so i think Redex probably gonna feel really guilty like this is my fault and i care about this person um and he probably hasn't seen him since stuff broke bad to be fair um, I don't know what he'd be named because I don't know dwarf names. <laughs> so I, I, I have my app open. His name is Jossel, and that was good enough to get a uh, point. Oh, sweet. So, so yeah, Jossel's in there, and yes, he is. Fr- he's from the old days. The burn mark is from when one of the engines misfired, and you can see his hair is finally starting to grow back from the scarred area. So he's got like a two-faced thing going on. Mm. How would how would you spell that? Uh, J A S L E. S L E. A S L E. Yeah. Cool. Okay. So he's he's in there. This is where you ended up. <laughs> Just so, my good friend. It has been a, it, it's been a very very long time. I I see that your hair's growing back. Uh yeah yeah. Just took a few years. Ha ha ha. Oh my god, I can't believe I ran into you. I haven't seen you since, well, well, the project finished, you know. Yes. 
I feel like there'd probably be like a little bit of an awkward moment of, of silence before he's like, so how are, how are you? How have, how, how are things? Oh, well, hair's finally growing back. So that's always a great thing, isn't it? <laughs> oh, just finally, I've been traveling around. I got a few people I've been traveling with. He points to what looks to be a combination of like some real scummy looking humans and a half orc or two. Oh, uh, well, I'm, I'm glad you have people uh, support you, and, you, you know, you always, always said you wanted to travel. Uh, yeah, that's why I worked on those bloody airships, you know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh well, come well, on, let me get you a drink. Let me get you a drink. We gotta oh. catch up. <laughs> um, I think... I think it's going to be one of those like very hesitant things like no no it's it's okay I you you go and have fun and I I've got my stall and oh uh, it it's the end of the day come on oh well I you know I should go home and start working on on new things well, so you know just what? Being Here. very I'll help you carry it let's go talk we got to catch up can I can I roll insight cuz one of Redex things is he's really quick to assume people are trying to cheat him. Oh yeah, go ahead. Roll insight. Not since you know him, I will give you advantage on that one. And uh, yeah, he, you can kind of tell. This seems off. Jostle's always been kind of a res- pulled back person. He, he, he was friendly, but never this friendly. Yeah. Um... So, but he starts to help you like lift up, put together boxes of stuff, and I feel oh, I don't, I don't know. I feel like I probably would have had a cart if it's a lot of stuff that I wouldn't have been able to carry on my own anyway, and I've sold yeah, stuff. Yeah. I the cart's simple enough. Um, I I like let him help me load the the cart that I've got up, but that's about it. And I'm like, well, you know, it's it's good to see. You. I'll um, I'll I'll catch up with you another time. I've I, you know, I have a very busy day and I'm very tired and. You know, I'd, I'd quite like to go home, but we'll go drink another time. Huh. All right. I'm only in town for like another day or two, so I'm pretty sure my voice just changed too for this character. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyways, uh, expect that, listeners, of just stupid. Uh, yeah. But yeah, uh, huh. how, how about tomorrow night? You know, I'm only in town till tomorrow night. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm sure I can make some time. All right, then. And he just kind of... You see him, like, waddle his... He seems to have gotten plumper since the last time you saw him. <laughs> and uh, he, he waddles back to his group of people, and they start jovially laughing. And uh, it, it makes you question. Maybe he's just become a happier person being around the what you thought looked scummy, but may not be scummy people. Oh, that's depressing. Um... Yeah, I think it's it's home time, and Rudek's gonna go home and right. get a drink of him tomorrow. Um, you you haven't been in this town too long, so you have a very small place you found to live in. Mm-hmm. It, it costs you like one gold a month to uh, rent out, so it it was a great deal for you. And it is a bunch of your you know scraps, uh, some things you've been working on. But uh, what what do you do for the rest of the night? 
think I think probably maybe um, anything that he hadn't finished before the festival today, he'd like try and tinker with and get finished up so that he can like have it done rather than have stuff like half finished. I feel like that's something he wouldn't be super chill with is leaving stuff half finished. Um, and I think then he probably like has some soup or some broth or something, like something really simple because he's probably not the best cook and then like just goes to bed. Okay. As you know, you start to prep your uh, meal. You see the uh, little unicorn stave. They're just staring at you. But uh, it, it kind of crosses your mind. Maybe spending a night, night or two hanging out with a nicer crowd may do your wholesome good. But you finish your meal. You go to sleep. One of the few creature comforts you have is you made a place of you know your little sanctuary of your home next day comes through it's a bit of a rainy day so you don't the fair's not really going on people don't want to drag their wires out to just be like oh look all the things i've made are now just drenched and destroyed and drenched yeah Especially for items that you do, uh, the wooden ones would just start to rot too quickly. The mechanical ones would mess up. Rust, yeah. But you're doing just a little bit more you. Yeah, I think I kind of want to check out that inn. Okay. So it's in the morning. You head to you head to the inn. It's a bit further on the northern side of town. Uh, as you walk through, you see it turns to nicer, nicer, and then you get to it. It's it's called the Studded Unicorn. Mm. It is a glamorously marbled white building. You can tell this is just pure money in this place. <laughs> and um, it, it just starts going. You go in, and the clientele is a bit upper crust. You stick out like a sore thumb because your clothes are pretty common. Mm. And uh, I'm also assuming you're wearing your armor. <laughs> um, or no? Yeah, pro pro well, maybe not. Um, it's chainmail, so you can hide it underneath the. Yeah, the yeah. I, I think I think he'd try and not be super obvious about the fact that he's like. Backing. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> okay. So, so you go through and uh, you see a bunch of nobles there. You, other people who are in armored are just standing in the wings checking things out. And you go up to the uh, lady at the front. Hello, how can I help you? It's a very old elven lady. Oh, okay. I'm chilling. We're good. We're good. Um, he pulls out the what was it called? Like a placard? Yeah. A placard with a unicorn with, uh, thing on and, and, yep. and he holds it up to her and says, I, I received this from a from a gentleman yesterday. Oh, okay. Let me let me show you to the area. Keep hold of that. That's one of the permanent ones. Um he like slips it back. Like, I feel like he'd have like an a inside jacket pocket and he pops it okay. back in there. Yep. So uh start following her, and you realize her walk is extremely slow. So That's okay, get... I'm a short race. 
Well, it's even slow for you. It's it's oh, the, dang. Uh, it's the uh, the quest where you, you know they're not fast enough to run, they're not slow enough to walk for you. Oh, uh, dang. So you're sitting there. You got time to look around, and you see so many noblemen that just look like down their noses at you, except for one or two that is like confused as to why you're being led to the nice area. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm assuming you don't make any faces at them, or do you? Um, I think he, <laughs> I think he looks down his nose back at them, like, "Oh, okay, well, I can look down at you too," <laughs> unless it's unless they're attractive male um, elves, in which case he just like get panic, just doesn't make eye contact, and just entirely is like, "I don't know." Uh, most of these guys are not that good looking, even okay. the elves. Uh, they tend to be older. They tend to be. You know, the ritzy, they having to travel, so they're going to stay in the most luscious place. Mm -hmm. And uh, do a quick perception check for me. Oh, dear. It's nothing bad. I just. Um, it's more because, like, my perception's that shit. Oh, that's fine. Uh, okay. <laughs> oh, wow, it is crap. It's only a plus one. <laughs> mm -hmm. Have you seen most of my stats are like zero? <laughs> yeah. Um, so. You, you look around and you get a view of one of their uh, signs of special today, uh, half-priced, priced and is like describing this really fancy meal. Only 50 gold. Oh, dang. You, you kind of get a weight of, man, I undersold them and only got two gold. Uh-huh. <laughs> but uh, she leads you up the stairs, opens it up, and it's this very nice... It seems louder in there than outside. Uh, as you walk through like the threshold, it just suddenly there's uh, music being played by lively bards. There is a bunch of people talking and chattering. Around you is just a plethora of younger people or people who seem to be enjoying their money versus hoarding their money. Yeah. Um, you see a couple of of like humans sitting around, you see a halfling who is drinking from a bottle about as big as him. Dang. Uh, to one side, you see a tiefling who is just smoking this huge uh, pipe in like an open shirt, surrounded by people. Yeah, immediate gear panic. Can we make that a move, gear panic? <laughs> uh, actually, you can make that just you roll, f roll your uh. Wisdom, and that's just like, oh, oh, your gay panic is your wisdom check if any time that happens. <laughs> but oh, that's not great. You start like being flustered, and you do notice that it's not just uh, females around him. There's some guys too, and he kind of throws oh, a wink at you. Oh no, big gay panic! <laughs> oh no, big gay, just big and gay, as, big as, gay. As you're, just, as you're walking in, all of a sudden you hear, oh. Mr. Dwarf! Mr. Dwarf! And you see the young uh, elf from yesterday start running towards I, you. I have a question about the two um, elves from yesterday. Yes. Um, is, is, uh, presumably the younger one is the older one's son. Yes. But like in terms of age-wise, in, in like which one is, because obviously they age differently, which one is like age, more age-appropriate? They're, they're both age-appropriate. This one, like I said, he, he seems like a teenager, but he is, like, an adult. Hmm. 
He's still just trying to figure out his way in life. The other one, he's starting to gray in his hair. Father. Okay. Mm. So he is several hundred years old. This one is only maybe 118, 119. Okay. Um, like, Mr. Dwarf, it's so happy that you came. Oh, h- hello, um, el- elf fr- friend. Oh, right. I'm sorry. I never gave my name. Name. But my father did say my name, and it was Corta. <laughs> How do you spell that? C O R T A. Yeah. I'm writing that down as young gay panic. <laughs> yeah, that's in my notes now, too. Cool. Uh, he, he's in there. So I never got your name. I, I'm sorry. I never got your name. What? <laughs> um, he, like, does a very, very awkwardly deep bow because, again, he doesn't know. He definitely is out of place in the setting. And he's like, it, it, it's Ray Deck. And he's just getting lower and lower to the point where he's like, basically, his head is lower than his knees, kind of low bow. As he's down there, all of a sudden, the elf just kind of drops down to be face to face with him. Ray Deck, I'm so happy you came. Come sit with me, sit with me. And he grabs Harry. your hand and. <laughs> oh, pulls no. You. Oh, no. This is like bright tomato red is sitting in the chair, very like trying to sit as proper as possible and trying to like, you know, when people sit in a chair and they overemphasize posture and try oh, yeah. and make themselves really tall. I feel yeah. like that's the kind of situation. So you're, you're, you're sitting there, you're overly postured and he is just going off about like how much he's been enjoying trying to figure out the internals of the item you made. He shows you a few things he's made, which is very crudely done. He's got mm-hmm. some skill, but he's not overly, you know, skilled at it. Yeah. And every so often he just like reaches over and says something, touches your shoulder and laughs. Um, I feel like it would be one of those like ah ha 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 ah like laughing because they don't know how else to react to the situation. But every time there's um like he puts his hand on it on his shoulder or his arm or whatever, he like he like stares at the hand like there is touch that this is oh, this is too much. <laughs> uh, and, and this continues on for a few hours. But he tells you uh, whenever the server comes around, who is a very uh, nice looking elf lady uh, and it's like asking what you would like it's like get him whatever he wants it's on, it's on my tab tab there Mavis please please Radek get whatever oh um, ca- can I do you do spiced potatoes she looks at you uh, the, the chef can make whatever you like dear Oh, uh, I would like some spiced potatoes then, please. Very well. And uh, she walks away after writing. Oh, anything to drink? Uh, just some water, please. Okay. Uh, he looks over at the elf. Uh, do, do we have any of that special mead that came in with the dwarven ship? I would love to, uh, that, that tasted very nice the other day. She, you know, shakes her head yes and walks off. You can tell this guy is kind of into uh, dwarf culture a bit. 
Yeah, I got it. <laughs> just, just a smidgen. Oh, yeah. no. Gay panic for the dwarf weed. Oh, no. Gay panic <laughs> for all of the above. <laughs> so, uh, it goes through. He Even uh, <laughs> when they, the food comes out, and it is... It is the most gourmet spiced potato you've ever had. Also, water because he's thirsty is a great fucking comment there. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it, it's the most gourmet one. It is perfectly cooked. The spices are all very elven, so they're light and sweet. Um. And the water is the cleanest you've seen since you've been in the city. Dang. And uh, he sits there and he, they put down a big mug for him of his uh, spiced ale. And he's like, oh, you have to try some of this. You have to try. And he gets a small glass, pours a little bit into it and hands it to you. I think he just like, he, he very coyly takes a sip. Um... But isn't like too in like obviously if it's dwarven mead it's something that he's used to so this oh, isn't yeah. as exciting as a spiced potato like this one. <laughs> it, it's one of those things of like it, it's kind of like hmm this is familiar. That's yeah, nice. it's like but this potato. <laughs> this potato, <laughs> this potato is the best potato that's ever potatoed, and I care more about the potato than the mead. Oh man. And uh. It's one of those things you kind of wolf it down. You see him eating a very nice roll of uh, like elven food made over here. It's he seems to like a lot of dwarven stuff, but he can't ingest a lot of it. Oh, bless! <laughs> and, um, um, I think um, as he gets more comfortable, he'll he sort of he like he he relaxes a little bit as he's getting more comfortable, but he's not like completely. Yeah. I'm getting. I just want potato. Okay, so uh, <laughs> as you get more comfortable, you guys start talking a little bit more. He pulls out something he's been working on a little bit, and uh, let's see. What do you? Uh, if you want to use, if you can use your smith tools, and you should be able to like make it work. Uh, yeah. You make it work. It's one of those oh, things. It was a very simple fix because he just seemed to like not know the intricacies, but you sat there, you shaved off a little bit here, you fixed the spring there, and it's a mm. little galloping horse. He's just trying oh, to make. Oh, cute. And he just looks at you with such big eyes and just full-on deep hug. Oh, um... <sighs> Have you ever had someone hug you and you don't really know how to hug back? So you just sort of stand there with your arms on the side and then very gently pat them on the side? That was my entire life until like after college. Yeah, yeah, that, that. Uh, That's sort of like an awkward chuckle. Like, (laughs) yeah, you have that. He says, I'm so thankful I met you. Met you, you you are so smart. Oh no, I'm I'm I've just been doing this for uh for a while. <laughs> and uh about the time sitting there, you see see this one human walks up, he's wearing what looks to be at one point really nice robes, but he's kind of just been partying too hard in it. Mm. And it's like 
Hey, Corda, who's your friend? And you see Corda just really quiets up. Uh, this, this is Rydek. He's, he, he's a tinkerer. He's been showing me how to make things. What, what does this guy look like? He, he's a, a medium build a human male. He's dusty blonde hair. His clothes are noble, but like, you know the really nice outfits you see like uh, celebrities wear? And then at the end of the night of the party, it looks like crap, but it's still, you can tell it's really nice. Yes. He's wearing the equivalent of that. Right. It's like a petticoat that's got a couple stains on it, but you can tell this fabric costs more than your whole year of living. And ah. he's gotten stains. It's let it crush. He's, he's walking around without a shirt on trying to look cool, but he's got no definition at all. I feel like uh, he's. I feel like Riddick's probably kind of pissed off about it, but not enough to like just kind of like, oh, this dude, really, this guy, this guy, like, kind of um, annoyed, but isn't gonna like start anything. Well, Corda, listen, listen. I know you've been wanting to come hang out. We got a nice party going on. You. You gotta come, man. You said you wanna come. You gotta come. Porter's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. As, as, Rydick, do you, you wanna come too? Oh, no, I'm not. You just see in his eyes, like, please come. <laughs> um, he's, so, shit. I'm, I'm not the, I'm, I'm, yeah, sure, I've been meaning to get out of my shell. can I can come for a, for for a drink if you get me more spiced potatoes. Um. Uh. <laughs> oh, okay. The, I mean, that's up to the quarter for the spiced potato thing. But yeah, it's down. It's it's down in the you know the tra- traveler district. Trust me, I'll have someone tell quarter where to go. We'll see you tonight. <laughs> like shortly after Sunday. Do I know the traveler? You know you know the travelers district easily. It's not too far from where you are, and you tend to sell a lot to them. And you know, it is one of those places where if you knew Corda in real life, you would not let him go to this area alone. Yeah. But you can tell he's going to want to just be going there. Hmm. I'm now slightly annoyed that I don't have a more discreet weapon than a warhammer. (laughs) Uh, but uh, you see Corda, like, he looks so thankful he kisses you on the cheek. Like, what? not like a romantic thing, but just one of those, oh, thank you, mwah, mwah, types. Uh. Oh, the French style. Yeah. Yeah. Still, like, glowing <laughs> heat from, from Riddick's cheeks. R- roll your gay panic again real quick. <laughs> yeah, as the potatoes come in, you're just not even, like... You don't know what to do, so you're just shoveling food into your mouth. <laughs> yeah, just like and, like a hamster with potatoes in, in his cheeks, like yeah, yeah cool. Just like yep, yep, totally mm. food, food. Just I need food to not do this. It's so good, so good you, you see him like even like pick up. Can can I try some? I've been. <laughs> do I have any left, or did I shove oh, them they, all in they my mouth? They just keep bringing you them as. Oh yeah, I like. <laughs> I, I like shove them towards him like yeah go go ahead they're great 
you can see like this as as they kept coming out they asked you and you talked about like what spice to try like a little bit you know harder this that you can see he's starting to like get in like it's too much for him right there real quick oh no <laughs> but uh i um i hand him i hand him my water you guys have a nice meal together and it it's one of those things like you can either like stay there for the rest of the day or you can go back home and prep for something if you want. Um, when's this party? It is shortly after dark and it's right about noonish is when he told Korda. Okay. Um, yeah, I feel like they have this meal together and then he's like, I'll, um, they like arrange some kind of meeting point um, to go together. <laughs> He asked where, where like, your house is, because he can drive by with the carriage and pick you up, and you guys can arrive together. He, he No, he's not telling his address. That's not. <laughs> um, I think he'd be like, oh, we can just meet where the stall was at the in the market, rather than, you know, it's a neutral location. And, but, like, very, tries very to play well. it off like a, I'm trying to, uh, this is for your safety, when in reality he just doesn't trust, like, bringing people to his house. Oh, understandable. So, uh, yeah, it goes through. It's the rest. Of the you got a few, like six, seven hours before sundown. Um, so um, you can do what you'd like to. I think. Oh, do do I know? Um, do I know where Jassel would be about now? Uh, you can assume where he'd be. He, you'd figure he would be in the Traveler District as well. And just mm. drinking like a fish while you know there. Ah, I see. Okay. Um, I think he's gonna go out into the market early to try and like find just like a simple dagger or something because a warhammer is a little bit extra. <laughs> um, he show up to a party with a warhammer discreetly tucked under your jacket. Um, and maybe, if possible, try and find something a little bit fancier to wear, other than, like, his, like, smithing clothes. Um, Alright. Uh, you, like, go back to, I assume, stash your, uh, your Warhammer first before you head out, or to the market, or do you just go straight to the market? I feel like I wouldn't have had it with me in the first place. Okay, okay. So, you... Um, yeah, so I think I'd, I'd, I'd just go straight to the market. Alrighty. Uh, let's see. How much is a goddamn dagger? It's cheap as fuck, if I remember. Yeah. Yeah, it's like a gold at most. Uh, dagger is two gold pieces. Oh, oh sweet. That's fine. Yep. So, uh, yeah, you were able to get yourself a nice little dagger. What's you, the you um? It's a 1d4 plus your strength. Thank you. Cool. And, uh, so yeah, you, you go there and it's a nice little... You, you find a, it's not too fancy, it's just a simple dagger. You look mm -hmm. around, but as you keep looking around at the clothes, they all seem like... Like you'd be dressing up like that kid going to Sunday school. Like dressing mm -hmm. up for Sunday school, going to a party. Is there like a linen shirt that he could put over his chainmail just in case he gets involved in something but doesn't want like 
you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. yeah he, for about uh, six copper, he's able to find some decent shirts that just fit over. Not oh, damn, I don't know what that is. A copper? Yeah, no, ten I copper, mean... Ten copper make one silver, ten silver make one gold. I'll figure it out. <laughs> Alright, but, uh... Anyways, as you do that, uh, you spend some time looking at that. Cool. And uh, as you're looking around, it takes you some time. You see Corta start popping in and out of shops. He doesn't notice you right off the bat. But you just see him kind of wandering in and walking out with a few boxes of stuff. Mm. I think... It's going to sound real creepy, but he's going to, like, try to get his attention without getting his... So, like, purposely go to stalls and pretend to be looking at things, hoping to be in his way. And then when he goes down the road, he's going to be like, oh, quick, gotta go. And now I'm looking at this stall. Oh, wow, what interesting um, chandeliers. Uh, I, I think you misunderstand. That's sad, not creepy. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. That, that's the one. He doesn't notice you in the first time you do it. He thinks he sees you the second time. Now, when he starts to look at you, do you go, oh, hey, buddy? Or do you um, just pretend like you don't see him? Uh, I pretend that I don't see him at all, but I'm probably looking for things to watch him in the reflection of. He just kind of shakes his head. It's like, no, that's, that can't be. No, that's... Wow. He, one last time. Oh, fuck. <laughs> there we go. So this takes about an hour of you just kind of positioning yourself and looking at things. And people yeah. being confused as to why the toy maker is looking at the fancy jewelry at times. <laughs> oh, wow. Look at this fancy jewelry and mm, a, a candelabra. Wow. Yeah. I think um, it, towards the end, it gets to a point where he's like, Wow! Look at and just like is yelling. Uh, Rather than <laughs> as he pops, he pops out of the final store. He sees you, and you just kind of over exaggerating. Look at this candelabra, Rydick. Oh hey! I didn't oh. see you there. I, I, I was I was hoping. Ah, uh, caught me. Uh, <laughs> uh, here, and he hands you the boxes that he's been procuring for the last hour. Uh, uh um. What are what are these? Uh, so he, you open up the smaller box, and it is—it looks like royal guard clothes a bit more. Like they're fancy, but they're functional. Yeah. And he's like, I, 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 I noticed you didn't have anything, and I thought you'd may want to wear something nicer to this. But at the same time, I know you—you you kept side eyeing. And he talks about this what the gay uh, or the tiefling with the shirt. I didn't think you'd want that one as much. <laughs> and as he opened up the larger one, it is it is a really, really fucking fancy warhammer. Oh no. And it's got oh, a little no. unicorn at the front. It's like I my I asked my dad what he what type of gifts and they said for dwarves it's this but he also felt bad because he felt like he was typecasting and so I 
I just thought if maybe it was nice looking and I I really hate to say this, but if anything happens, I I want you there by my side and I don't know. Oh Game Panic <laughs> I got Hold up. Hold up. Oh, Christ. Okay. He's, so pa- he's so panicked, it's looped around. He's perfectly <laughs> fine. You're perfectly fine. It's, and in fact, yeah, it, it's, you're starting to notice that it's he's kind of. He's in a the weird gay panic. panic. <laughs> gay Zen! Yes, Luke! <laughs> uh, so, gay yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. And, I- I think he's just sort of stood there, like, nodding along in sort of somewhat stunned silence, but also, like, this is... What? Like, when someone gets you a gift so nice that you don't know how it words... Yeah. Um, <laughs> but instead of, like, getting overwhelmed and crying like I would, he just sort of stands there and it's like, yeah. Cool. Like, uh, if, if you would like to c- come back to the, uh, the inn... I, I, we have a person who can help fit the clothes better for you. Uh, um, yeah, that'd be, uh, that'd be, that'd be pretty, pretty swell. And in his head, he's going, why did I say swell? Who says swell? I don't say swell. <laughs> so you go back and there's a, he, he fits on it. And the clothing's pretty close. The tailor has a little bit taken. It is this really nice uh, white and red ensemble that matches the uh, building a bit more like his, the motif yeah and like i said on the head of the hammer is imprinted the unicorn uh stamp already mm-hmm. so you just see that right there and it it takes a quick you know the tailor it's an amazingly fast gnome who's able to get there and a few times a little tooth in there for your taste yeah. But uh you come okay. out wearing it, it covers up your chainmail nicely. You have a way to wear the hammer without it looking completely out there. And you are somewhat matching the Corta. Oh my god. I don't okay. know what looks good, so I just went with what I have. Sorry, I'm sorry. No, it it's it's good. I I like it. It's good. It's, uh, yeah. (laughs) And so, uh, it's starting to get darker, and, uh, you guys get into the really, the, he, he wants to take the less discreet chair, or the more discreet chariot. Mm. So, like, you see a couple of them. One of them has, like, a full-on unicorn head on the front of it. This one is just a simply made nice wooden one. That looks like it's meant to cart around the servants. All right, that's appropriate. And uh, so he, he goes off. He walked to there, and it is the most awkward silence <laughs> you've had in your life because you're not a hundred percent sure if he made this a date or not. Oh God, no! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's like this whole. I feel like Redux in the monologue is. Is this a date? No, this isn't a date. I'm just like a hired guard, but is it a date? I mean, we're matching, but is it a date? It's not a date. Is it a date? This is entire and there's just like beads of sweat forming on his forehead. Roll gay yeah. panic to see if you realize it's a date. Oh god. Or if he thinks it's a date. Pretty sure that's insight. No. <laughs> yeah, no insight. Roll insight. Insight. Thank you, Luke. Thank you. 
Is it a date? You don't think it's a date. You think he's just either he's not sure about his feelings towards this or he's really excited to have a friend. Oh, no. <laughs> it's cute regardless. Yeah. Yeah. So you arrive and you you recognize this area and you already don't like this area. This is where, like, the cheaper bastards tend to be, where a lot of the fights happen. Um, it's just not that good of an area. But Corta steps out, and then the, uh, the driver helps you out, too. I think he immediately surveys the scene. <laughs> okay. You start surveying it. You see, like, what looked to be more hired thugs guarding the door than actual guards. One of them is a very tall uh, dragonborn who is just the most ripped guy you've ever seen. And he's there with a greatsword leaning against it. The other guy is a halfling messing with a knife. And he is the one you're more concerned with than the damn dragonborn. Uh, I think Redek would go like in front. Um, and I think because he's kind of, he's obviously not royalty and um, just like a dude. Yeah. He, and you said that like he knows is like familiar with the traveler district because he sells a lot to them so he's like howdy fellows how how was your evening uh the uh dragonborn looks over you i mean fine i uh, got paid five gold to stand here and make sure nothing comes in in that's not wanted oh right 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 uh fuck see him reach behind pull out a scroll what's your name uh, my name is, is Radek Wombelt. You are not on the list. Uh, perhaps my friend here is on the list, and I am, I, as I am here as... Uh, you mean, as, you mean as, that, that little leafy elf behind you who's shaking? He is, he is just cold. It is a rather chilly evening. What's your name, boy? <laughs> Corda? Oh, right, right, Corda. I'm guessing this is your, uh, your bodyguard for the evening? Yes, I am, I am his bodyguard for this evening. Just, like, immediately shutting it down. Like, I do not... I need this to be a, a job thing rather than a, a date thing, or I as, will not... As you pop up yelling this, the halfling starts laughing his ass off. <laughs> Look at this yeah. guy! He doesn't know what he's doing here! <laughs> I I am here to to protect my friend and and I would I would appreciate if you did not attempt to insult me. <laughs> I mean I can insult him but he looks like he's going to cry if I do that. Oh oh please don't. He's he's only he's only young. <laughs> the dragonborn. All right. He opens the door. Welcome to we, the party. We we go on in. You go in and you see a couple of the nobility in higher people from before in there, but not a lot. In fact, it looks like the people you really did not have an interest in at all. 
Mm. You don't see the tiefling there. You don't see a couple of uh, like humans that look more interesting. These look all like the ones that you can tell are spending mommy and daddy's money more than anything else. Ah, trust fund, baby. Yep. So uh, it's going through and he's just kind of, he's looking around. All of a sudden the one guy comes up. Corda, you made it. What up, bitch? <laughs> oh, and I see you brought the, brought the dwarf. Hello. Just like, uh, that, that's it. Just, hello. Yeah. Well, make yourself at home. But not too at home. I mean, I'm just renting this place out. I don't, I don't need it burnt down or anything. Uh, still waiting for, for a one like, special guest to show up. And then, uh, yeah, that's when the party starts. A special, special guest? And a, you know, you ask that he just ignores you, walks off. He keeps trying to take Corda walk with him but he keeps kind of like no nah, I'm gonna I'm gonna stand here with Rydic <laughs> do you want to get a, a beverage friend yeah, yes yes and you and see we... a uh, awkwardly shuffle they're like at a <laughs> shitty bar bar making drinks what do you want I, I will have a, wa- a water okay we got beer and we got rum <laughs> um, beer. All right. He grabs a mug, pours it out, and you see Corda get it too. As you look down at it, you swear beer's not supposed to have chunks in it. Oh, gross! You see Corda sniff it, drink it, and just do the like person drinking their first beer. Uh. Yeah. That they keep trying to drink it. Uh. Oh no, poor babe. This uh, is a, a re- really, really great beer. It, it, it's not. It's not. Uh, you guys sit around, you listen to some conversations happening, and just people talking about the expensive trips they did here, they did there. They come here specifically for uh, a certain substance. And roll wisdom real quick for me. It's just a wisdom check in general. You know so what they're talking about is a weirdly harsh drug. Oh, fun! Drugs! <laughs> and you can, you're now looking at them and like, that explains a lot about these people. But uh, so a little bit of time passes and all of a sudden, Hey, you mooks! We got our special guest here. So... So, I would like to introduce a name I will remember here in a second. Tussex! Yeah. <laughs> cool. Uh, and what appears is a man who, he looks like he has some nobility. But he's, he has no insignias on him. Around him are five guards. One of them is a taller, bigger man with spiked leather armor. The rest just have regular leather armor on. As he walks forward, 
Please bring forth your guest. And you see a bunch of them start dragging people up there. You see uh, the one guy come down. Come on, Corda. I got it. Got you to meet somebody. And um, do you let him go or do you walk with? I immediately stand. I stand up before Carter stands up. Like, this is not. No, this isn't kosher. Oh, come on. You gotta gotta let him meet the guy. I would like to meet this. I would like to meet this guy also. I am. am... Do you you have money? Do you come for money? Are you good with business deals? Uh, For all you know, I am. Make a. Uh, fuck, was it? Deception skill. <laughs> it roll. Uh, Which? Intimidation? Or, uh, uh, 12. Uh, 12. You're, you're, well, you're trying to lie to him. <laughs> you're not the greatest in business. You're just enough to keep you afloat. You're not trying to build an empire. Uh, He's like, alright, fine. He can talk to him after Corda talks to him. What, why, why, do I, why do I have to wait? Why can't I go at the same time? Make it a real party. Get us all in here together. I don't know where my character <laughs> voice went, but... <laughs> you just see him kind of snap his finger, and all of a sudden the, uh, a, a different dragonborn thug is kind of holding your shoulders. The boss said wait. Oh, no. My, my instinct from playing Tin start a fight... But I really don't want to start a fight without it being necessary. You just, you just see Corda's like, it's, it's fine, it's fine. Uh, and, you know, we walk up, and you see several of these younger nobles bringing what look to be either artisans or, you know, business people, just that type in general. It, it's still feeling not kosher to you. Mm. They're acceptable. At which point you see the five five guards come down and start putting binding their hands as the people are fighting. They're just, you know, keeping them down. And yeah, Corda is now dropped to the floor and being uh, his hands tied. Uh, okay, I think I think did I, I? I have that warhammer with me, don't I? Yeah. Any fans on? I think my, I think Reddit Titans is grip on it, like ready to go if shit breaks bad, but isn't doing it in a way to indicate I'm about to hit anyone. Just sort of like I'm, I'm ready to, but like I'm not yeah. going to. As as you see this happening, you just kind of hear, Reddit, what are you doing here? Oh, Jostle. Yeah. Well, where where is he? Like in relation oh, to he, me? he just kind of walks in from the, the door, as you see a couple of other, like uh, I, the shady guys. I don't well. even I don't even acknowledge him. I just I'm paying far too much attention to what's what's happening up front. Hey, did you bring him for uh for this? Because he's he's valuable. Valuable. As Jasmine says, valuable? pointing towards you. He, he knows the airship stuff. He can do it. Do do what? You just kind of see him look over. Ah, don't play. 
listen, we have been friends for a very long time, and I need I need you to tell me what is what is about friends, to happen. Friends, friends, where were you after I got burned? Where Everyone was I? Where were you? Left me behind after the fucking project ended. I'm sitting there burned. You just fucking disappeared. You know that's not how it went down. You know that's not what happened. How I saw it go down. You think hey. I wanted to leave? You think I wanted to leave? <laughs> to leave everyone I cared about? At this point, you just see him, like, kind of, uh, you know, gesture to somebody, and you feel a whop on the back of your head. Oh, no! <laughs> so, we leave, Koss. And we go to a, a, not really acclaimed land, but it sits as a wilderness area between Titanus Empire and the Grand Duchy of Austria. Aus- Osteria. Austria. Not Austria. No. Osteria. It's, it has some ruins there, some older things. And we go to the heart of one forest. The very, very calm place. With this weird little creature wandering through covered in robes all of a sudden it as you see a pro land calling at it startling the the poor thing its hood flies back and a beak emerges Dakota please introduce walkie where uh walkie is a... I thought you were gonna do wah wah just like that. <laughs> <laughs> Waki is a little Kenku buddy, and uh, if I can put my token on the board real no, quick, I got I your can... picture up here. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I I didn't do for others, but I'll do that now for there. Uh, he's a little Kenku warlock, and he is an adventurous little thing but he's looking to get his wings back but he's also incredibly odd because i don't i'm thinking he's never met like many actual people and he doesn't know how to talk so he doesn't quite know how to interact with others well okay and he's just a little black raven kenku he wants his wings Okay. And he screams. That's, that's how he shows affection. Uh, so, Waki is out here because he was told of a place that could potentially help him. Yeah. One inspiration point. Dakota, can you tell me who told Waki about this? Hmm. Oh, uh, if he's been he's been going around asking people, then chances are he was. Is I'm yes, whatever magic place there is in either the Grand Duchy or the Titanese Empire. Mm-hmm. Uh, he basically went in and was like, Where's the nearest weird magic thing? In an and, interpretive dance, he, he can write. <laughs> <laughs> basically, he was like, Here's a, here's a p- piece of paper, I need to find the nearest magical be- being slash deity. And I'm pretty sure that they just told him to go into the woods to get rid of him. And he took it too literally. Okay. Yeah, I'll give you that. Just a bunch of people fucking with him. Okay. 
So, the walkie's going through, but surprisingly enough, some of the people were genuine, and he's found pathways of cobble that have led him to post signs that he can kind of figure out. And a loud beepy noise. That was my laptop. <laughs> okay. Uh, he, he goes into more deeper and deeper. Finally, he sees the top of a beautiful monastery. But it's, it, it was beautiful in its day. It still has some you know, nice features, but it is covered in vines. And it, your heart sinks a little bit as you see that and thinking maybe it's not there. But as you get closer, you see, you see a person there. Looks like a human covered in a robe that is made of leaves. Eh? Hello, my, hello, my child. Have you come to seek enlightenment, forgiveness, or just need shelter for the night? He looks around for a second and then just nods. <laughs> Very well. Yeah. What is your name? He he pulls out the nicest piece of paper he owns from his pocket, and he just hold and he just holds it up and hands it out to him, and, and it's got his name written very nicely inside it. Wakey, Wakey, welcome, brother. Right. As he he starts walking up the stairs, gesturing for you to follow. We are the Order of the Forest. We attempt to contact celestial beings and higher, higher immortals by connecting through nature. I must ask, what is your seek here? Wings fly. Forgiveness. Ah, forgiveness. Yes. If I may be so abrupt, you are first, if I remember? Where? Hmm. Well, as we... We have a way for us to communicate with some of the lesser gods, potentially to contact the higher beings. And he takes you to this reflecting pole that has in the center of it a very ornate jade uh, pedestal. Not, not a pedestal, like a standing area. And you see one man who is just, he's been beating himself uh, with like reeds and stuff. He's just bleeding. He wanders in and he just... You can see he's scarred, not from this, but from, like, battles and fights. But he is uh, just bleeding from the back. As he's walking through, the water is crystal clear. Even as the blood touches it, it seems to just absorb the blood. He wanders Damn. onto the uh, stand, kneels down in a prayer, and a bright, shimmering column of light encompasses him. Well, as it's it, merely a moment, but he emerges, the bleeding from his back has stopped. It's been healed. 
you see joy on his face and he walks back out through the water brother Arthur have you found your redemption he's told me what I need to do but I need for forgiveness thank you you see him give a very solemn bow and the man goes back into a area to sit and you just hear him whacking himself some more uh not every time people will get an answer at times they haven't sought enough forgiveness at times they haven't proven that they are willing to do what it takes <clears throat> And as he gestures to a frail old man who, he's, he's not really bleeding, he's just really red and rised up. He sits there, and nothing. Aww. See him walk back out, and just quietly sit in a corner by himself. You must find your way to do it. Some go through hunger fastings to prove that they are willing to give give up what is necessary for forgiveness some are willing to injure themselves you must find how you will attempt to find the god's favor hmm what Do you just say that and kind of uh, walk off? Then? He 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 says when and then like walks up to the up to the pool, and, and then just kind of looks at it, thinking quietly to himself. And and, and I, I can we get when in the chat, please? When when uh. He'll probably be, he'll probably like wave at someone like th thing. Nah. And, and he'll like take his robes off and like, eh? I, I try. He, he just bows his head, walks slowly over. There is a cushioned area for you to kneel at. Okay. And you see him go out in, into a small like area where there's a bunch of leaves from the forest reaching up into this and he just starts pulling out some of them winding them really quickly and hands them to you thank you this is for beginning yourself you don't want to go too far as he points over to uh the man you just saw who was forgiven he yes. seems to have metal versions jesus so, uh, do a, roll a d4. Alright, after this, like, a ten minute session, that's how much damage you've taken. Okay. Where? You, you feel a bit of warmth from the blood on your back. And, um, uh, you can either try to communicate or you can, you know, see about when you feel ready. 
Let's go. Let's go. He's 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 ready. He's an impatient boy. Uh, it's less impatience, and he's just like, I'm ready to try, and then I'll go sit back down and do it again if I have to. And okay, you get up there, you wade through the water. It's it it feels warm, but you don't see any way of it being warm. Okay. Uh, you get there, and you kneel down, and you hear, not yet, through your, into your head. And that's pretty much all he needs to hear. He would, he's ready to live here, if he has to. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so. Roll me a d10. Eight weeks pass <laughs> of you. Do you just uh, flailing yourself, or are you also fasting? Or are you? Uh, he'll try like everything. It'll be okay. like the, it'll be like one. It's a different thing every week. All right. <laughs> As you're getting a little bit desperate here, you've. You moved up to a bit higher than the Reed's version of the flail on yourself. Not as hardcore as the one guy, but still. And you haven't eaten in a few days. And finally, you feel like maybe trying it again. You wait yes. through the water. The warmth envelops you. You're, you. The scent of blood disappears as you feel it trickling down. And you kneel down, and a bright, shimmering light starts to float around you. You find yourself in a bright, heavenly, fluffy cloud or, uh, you know, space. Whoa. Hello? Uh, you just see him. See somebody walking towards you slowly. It is a man in a in a robe that looks like he just wearing it around his waist and covering his legs. Uh, he'll walk up quickly, not running, but he'll walk toward him as well. Hello, child. My name is Yitex. I am a lesser god of beginnings. That's how I decided to spell it on the name generator. <laughs> that looks like you just spaced I know, I know, I know, but it's Literally that's what just we're going with. Un- yeah. Anyways. <laughs> uh, what is your name, child? Uh, Waki has this thing where he's never heard someone say his name and he likes it, so he doesn't know how to say it mm. and it, does he have the paper on him no he has nothing and, on him he's just on like loincloth or like you know barlap sack pants and he's uh, just he's just like and then just kind of like hmm. tries to find something to write it on <laughs> and on himself one, one, 
come here, child. He caresses the, like the underhand of the beak and just kind of strokes the top part. Give uh, me a percentage roll. Uh, so D one hundred. Yes. Above fifty is the gooder one. Oh, oh below fifty was going to be the sillier one. You're able to, in a very croaky voice with your wass in between, barely able to speak words. Oh, yay! Walkie. Walkie. And what is it you seek, my child? Wings. Again, please. But you never had wings. Someone did before me. Yes. I want to curse lifted, yes? Curse acceptable as long as wings? I, well, other things not so bad. Unfortunately, I need to see something. And as he pulls through, you kind of see him. Ah, this curse is interesting. It's it's a racial curse. As he just kind of see him wander around with what looks to be a scroll he pulled straight from your chest. No flight, huh. no speaking, only mimicry, and no creativity. That's that's an interesting one. Walkie, my child. If you are willing to commit to me, I can help you with this. Lift this curse. Yes, yes. First and foremost, you must discover how the curse was created. By discovering yes. that, we can start to unravel it. But secondly, you must prove you are are beyond what this curse was originally meant to stop. You are needing to show that you yourself are redeemed for the sins of your father and your father's fathers. He's just nodding like mad, like yes, yes. Very well, child. <laughs> As he puts out his hand in a... Uh, Simple gesture of a shake. And she'll just gladly shake it. Thank you. He puts his other hand on it. I return you now to the physical realm. Speech will be back to the way it was. I impart on you some of my powers. In hopes that one day you can lift this curse on you. Which point he... Let as he's like letting go, you start feeling yourself fall through the clouds. Wow. And you see basically falling from way up in the sky. You just see the landscape, you see the monastery below you, and you're just plummeting. He's he just closes his eyes and is just enjoying it. This is this is the closest he's gotten to flight. You <laughs> gasp. Audibly, as you awaken back to your body. Uh, finally. Yes. And, uh, and so you're sitting there in your hand. 
is a symbol. What symbol do you think this should be? Uh, I'm going to write it on your map. You mean draw it on my map? Yes. Okay. And it's going to be... Dick butt, isn't it? <laughs> oh no. no, not a dick butt. <laughs> Don't need that joke resurfacing. It's going to be that. Okay. See that symbol? Uh, Wham. Pendant? Is that engraved on it in your hand? And... You, you just see the brother that the monk that sat there and welcomed you. He's standing, staring. As you look back, he just bows his head and wanders off. Waki is just so happy and he's ready. So he just gets whatever clothes he still has, whatever things he still has, and is. And tries to, like, I, I guess, go find him again to thank him before just leaving. As, as you're looking around, you put on your uh, clothes and such. He walks out with uh, have. Uh, he walks out with what looks to be a simple leather uh, jacket that can be buttoned up. <sighs> Uh, this is effectively your leather armor here. And oh. on, on right above the uh, left chest plate, like, you know, a heart thing, there seems to be an area that you should be able to put your uh, pendant into. Thanks! This looks amazing! Okay, you only get the thanks, the rest are the wants. <laughs> well, I... It's mimicry, so I'm trying to do it in different... Uh, like voice pitches and whatnot, but I don't think I can do it. Yeah. It's okay, so thanks. He bows his head and he's like, What you spoke, who you spoke to, and what you've chosen to do is your own accordance. I am not privy to that, nor do I need to interfere. Safe travels. And the monastery will be here if you ever need it again. He's going to hug him, pull out one of his feathers, and then hand it to him. Thank you. He walks back into the room. He was just... And then he's going to run the fuck off and go try to excitedly figure stuff out, even though he has no fucking idea where to begin. But he's ready. As you're running, you start stumbling because you have been fasting and injuring Oh, God, right. And all of a sudden, you just just see a little bird looking down at you. You look hungry. Yes. All of a sudden, you see the bird just kind of flop down, jump off the branch and transforms into this red-headed woman. Who she has like an outfit with feathers and such sticking out. Ah, oh, you look like a hungry lot, don't you, aren't you? Yes. Well, very well. Let's see. How would you like like some food? And she see her reach into a packet and pull out what looks to be a piping hot meal. 
he he grabs for it, just like wah. Oh, my, 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 my! Aren't you the hungriest one? Oh, you're bleeding, aren't you? I can smell it. <laughs> and she just kind of wanders back, and you just feel her hand caress slowly on the the outside of the jacket, and the wounds just start closing. Thank you. Well, now that I've helped you, the favor, you can do me a simple favor. Actually, in accordance with the rules, about three favors I ask of you. Well? And at this point, leaves and such kind of uh, spin around you, and you're at a little, it, it's desk and, or a table and chairs made out of like vines and such. And there's more food in front of you. What? You've accepted the food and the healing. So, let me... Let me show you here. I have three simple favors I need you to do. Do do you want to do an arcane check for Waki to kind of figure out what the fuck's going on? Okay. Where? 14 works enough. You just realized you've made a deal with a fae by accident. <laughs> oh, crap. <laughs> Where? Look, 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 look. I just have a few words to say with you, okay? Okay. The accent should have given it away. <laughs> yeah, I've been working on this one for a little bit now. <laughs> anyway, the first thing, I want you to listen to me okay that's the first favor now i can see there you have a nice little pendant from some god Eh, let me see she kind of goes up she sniffs at it kind of runs her finger and tastes it a fucking that's a lesser god they couldn't even he just put he just like white waves at her hands They couldn't even give you a proper fucking god to help you. No. No, of course not. Of course not. Fucking. Of course. Kenku are not important to them, so no fucking hell. Okay. Let me guess. Let me guess. Every time you go, wah, you think of Waluigi? (laughs) A little bit. I'm trying hard not to. (laughs) Waluigi has a Kenku now. Uh, oh my god. Waluigi's but, a kaiju. But Kenku can only copy. That means the Waluigi that is a Kenku has met the original. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> She's in the. Let me guess. Let me guess. You got to do some fucking thing to prove yourself, right? Where? And, and I'm assuming there is a stipulation that, of course, you got to fucking do the. Figure out the curse to. Remove the curse. That's a given. That is fucking rules of magic. I can't change that. But what I can change, what, what, what the Seelie can do for you is this. If you figure out how to fucking remove this curse, like the steps that created it, we can help you remove it. Not just from you, but from all your people. Secondly, you don't have to prove shit to us. We just have a few stipulations. A few minor favors you need to do. And think about that. Right now, this god likely is going to help you. Help you. Just you. 
not your people. Can you imagine going back, back and seeing anyone of your type? Going back, seeing your mom and dad, or fucking, I don't know, Elizabeth from down the street? I don't know who, you know? Just going through and going, going wah to you, and you're going, hi, I've gotten my voice back and can fly. What's a mom? Wah. You don't know what a mom is, but you know what how to say the fucking word. Okay. And so she kind of all of a sudden like waves her hand and two things. When a mommy kenku and a daddy kenku love each other. Oh no! Sarcasm! Sarcasm! <laughs> Sarcasm! And, and it kind of goes there, then it just kind of covers up, and then a little wooden egg. Wah! Wah! So. Shame. But think about that. You go back fucking home, and all of a sudden they're like... Like, where? And now you're being chased. They want to know the secrets. They want to know. You have to tell them, hey, why don't you go smack yourself in the fucking middle of nowhere for about eight weeks? Where? But me. Me. We. 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 Can easily do this. Just pledge allegiance to us. Not only can we help you, we can help your whole people. See, I, I kind of like birds myself. She references to the feathers. I would love to help your people. Give them a place to live within my court. All they will have to be is messengers occasionally. Can't make agreement for others. Where? Are you telling me every Kenku loves not being able to fly but having feathers, not being able to talk but mimicry, and not being able to make pieces of art, Piece, music, beautiful music, anything? How many walkies are there in your family line? Me. Oh, wow. Somebody must have told them. Okay. But listen, okay. Here's the thing. You've listened to my spiel. Favor number two. Consider it. Keep that thought in your mind. I'm willing to help at the drop of a hat. The queen, she's more than willing to help. Okay? And favor number three. Pulls out this rock-like uh, container. In here is a letter I need delivered to a man in Eula. You know, tells you where he is, tell you how to find him. All I need you to do, take this fucking letter to him, and that completes that favor. Oh. So, no? No, right now? No. no. Okay, well, you have to keep it in your head. Head, okay? But, till then, this is gonna hurt, and you just feel a whack at the back of your head. Oh no, you're out. <laughs> yeah, you kind of see, like, you let out a wham as you just see her slowly backing away and some feet around you. Wah. Okay. Um, are we good to go for a little bit more, or do you guys want to take a break? I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. Okay. <laughs>